Welcome, my name is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and we thank you for taking some time to listen to some audio recordings from the pulpit of the Riverview Baptist Church. Our desire is to show the Lord high, holy, and lift it up, as well as try to be a blessing to those through the Word of God. Please enjoy this message, and we pray that it will be a blessing to your life. And if you wouldn't mind to take your copy of the Word of God and turn with me to the Old Testament book of Proverbs. The Old Testament book of Proverbs and Proverbs chapter number 8. Proverbs chapter number 8. <laughs> we'll be back into the um, Millennial Kingdom on Sunday with a very great message. And we're looking forward to seeing what God's going to do. And we want you to be inviting and encouraging people. But we're going to take one quick pit stop and see, as we go back to the book of Proverbs, and try to be an encouragement, especially to the younger people. And you'll see why I say that in a second. Turn with me to the book of Proverbs, chapter number 8. Proverbs, chapter 8, notice with me, starting at verse number 17. Proverbs, chapter 8, and verse number 17. It says, I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Riches and honor are with me. Yea, durable riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yea, than fine gold, and my revenue is better than choice silver. I lead the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of judgment, that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance, and I will fill their treasures. Now, if you can allow me some liberty, if you're in the habit of marking things in your Bible, mark a phrase that we find in this passage, but we'll give the title after we pray so I can give some explanation about the title. But if you're in the habit of marking things in your Bible, notice with me in the book of Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs chapter 8 and verse number 17, it says, I love, sorry, sorry, verse 17, it says, <coughs> Seek me early. Seek me early. Now we'll give a title on the other side of the prayer so I could build up and explain something here. Seek me early is what we're going to mark. If you don't mind, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much again for you being a wonderful God and a God who loves us so very much. Lord, we thank you for how you care for us, how you lead us step by step and how you give us exactly what we need when we need it. Lord, I'm asking that you would open up this passage in a special way, that you would give us wisdom, and that you would give us discernment, that we would be able to seek the thing that you asked us to seek, and that you would help all of us to move forward when we find it. Lord, fill me with your spirit, guide and direct, be with my thoughts, and let this be even a life-changing message for someone here tonight. You do your own work through your word, and we trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, in verse number 17, we have a lot of pronouns. Now, remember, pronouns are a part of speech that replaces a noun. And so when we want to have an accurate understanding, we need to find what is called the antecedent, the noun that it replaced. Now, if we do not then what can happen is that we could get the wrong thing into that pronoun 
and we could get a wrong message. Now, if you could allow me to be a little bit transparent, when I first started titling this message, I titled it that to seek God early, but I was wrong. Notice again, as we see the pronouns here in verse number 17, I love them that love me. And those that seek me early shall find me. Now, this is very important. What are we talking about? Who is this me then? If it's not the Lord, who is it? Well, we know in context that the first nine chapters of Proverbs The subject matter is going to bounce back and forth, giving the illustrations of Lady Wisdom and Lady Folly. You might remember some of those early messages that we talked about, Lady Wisdom and Lady Folly. That goes all the way, bouncing back and forth between those two subjects from Proverbs chapter 1 all the way to Proverbs chapter 9. Now, just to double check that we get the right context, notice with me in verse 1, Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 1, doth not wisdom cry and understanding put forth her voice. So she standeth in the top places. So we can see that it's talking about wisdom and that once again, it's going to be referring to wisdom. Once again, verse 11, for wisdom is better than rubies (laughs) and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. And I, verse 12, I wisdom dwell with prudence and find out the knowledge of witty inventions. And it's going to go on. And now it's giving the personification of wisdom as wisdom is saying, I want you to seek for me. I want you to find me. It's I wisdom. So in verse 17, if we were going to title it, understanding that wisdom is going to fill in the pronoun here. I love them that love me. Who's that me? Wisdom. And those that seek me early, who's this me? Wisdom. Those that seek wisdom early shall find me. Who's that me? Wisdom. Those that seek wisdom early will find wisdom. So with the title of this, seek wisdom early. Seek wisdom early. Now with this, we now come and understand here that Proverbs 8 is speaking about wisdom, and we're going to find out what happens when we find wisdom that we said that we seek it, we're going to find it. What else do you get when you find wisdom? With this, let's hit the very first thing, and we're going to see the audience of wisdom. The audience of wisdom. Now, if I could be transparent once again, I came to a second misunderstanding of this passage. The first misunderstanding is I thought the pronouns were going to be God. So I originally had titled this seek God early, but studying in the context and understanding, I can't preach what I want to preach, but I need to see what the Bible has to say. We understood that the proper context is to seek wisdom early. Now, my second misunderstanding was this idea of the audience that seek wisdom early, my misconception was we need to look for wisdom right at the beginning. Meaning that, let's say that I have a little bit of a cold. I should seek wisdom early before it turns into me to go into the hospital. 
That was my understanding. That's what I thought it was. But then, studying context and understanding what's happening, I found I was wrong on that. Seek me early. Who is this audience that's supposed to be here? I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. This idea of early here becomes a very important person. Now, as wisdom is crying for attention in Proverbs 8, we discover who is wisdom calling out to. She's calling out to those that seek her early. Now, the principle for seeking wisdom early in a situation, <clears throat> uh, before it goes too far, is, is an application However, this isn't the idea here. The idea of those that seek wisdom early are those that seek wisdom early in life, meaning young people is the audience. In this, it is trying to say young people seek wisdom early. And when you seek wisdom early, you are going to have benefits that are going to be lasting. Now, in that context, the young people may say, I don't quite understand. But us older folks, we get that. How many mistakes did we make in our life because we sought for lady folly rather than lady wisdom? How many bad rewards and consequences have we racked up in our life that we now have to deal with because we sought lady folly early instead of lady wisdom? And so with this, the context is to grab these young people, to look at them and say, listen, the best thing you can do at a young age is to seek after wisdom. And if you seek after wisdom at a young age, you are going to have great benefits for the rest of your life. Every adult in here wants that for young people. They want the young people to not suffer through the disasters that we went through. Not to stumble over the, the stumbling blocks that we fell over. That they could avoid some of the messages. You know, sometimes people have in mind is that we let young people be fine. And one day they'll seek after God after they sowed their wild oats and they messed everything up. But, you know, if we could help them to avoid messing up their life, if we could help them avoid making foolish mistakes and don't have to play catch up for the rest of their Christian life, they would be better off. By the way, young people can be taught to seek God early, to seek wisdom early and to learn how to respond to wisdom. They can have their entire lives framed with wisdom rather than have the hard lesson of failures and foolishness. We don't have to wait till we're old to seek after wisdom. The older we get, the more set in our ways that we are. The harder it is for us to chase after wisdom, which is that idea. We're too old to go chasing. We could kind of limp along. We could kind of come on wisdom. Some of us, that's about as far as we can get, you know, just come on wisdom. Hold on. 
It'd be better in this illustration, this idea for young people who can still have the energy to chase after wisdom because they're not set in their ways. They're not stuck. They're not helped back, but they have the freedom. You have a blank slate ahead of you. Let's use that blank slate to chase after wisdom. Think about in the Bible, young children, young people, teenagers who were able to seek after God. You have Joseph of the Old Testament. He was someone who sought after wisdom early. And by the way, because he sought after wisdom early, when traumatic events hit him, he didn't have to grow bitter. See how wisdom treated him? That even while he's in jail, sold into slavery, lied against, put into jail for the wrong cause, Because he had sought after wisdom, he was able to have a good spirit and still be able to praise God and watch God bless him in the prison. So we're seeing that wisdom doesn't keep us from critical incidents, but what it does do is help us to be able to face them wisely and not give up on life and throw a fit and and try to blow up everybody as we're just passing, which some of us who sought after Lady Folly, Folly, did a lot of damage in our wake as we passed by because hurting people hurt people. We had a Joseph in the Old Testament. Think about uh, a Samuel. Think about a young David, 17 years old, and he's already writing psalms praising to God. And everyone knew he had a testimony of someone who walked with God. You take someone like a Solomon, who when he was young, he was sought after God. He messed up older in life. But when he was young, he had been taught how to seek after God and had a time where God spoke to him twice and was very much honored. You take a Josiah who became king at age eight years old and was able to rule a kingdom wisely when he was eight And was able to rule a kingdom wisely when he was 18. Why? Someone grabbed a hold of him and taught him how to seek for wisdom early. You understand young people can be taught how to seek God early. Let's go back and use Samuel as an example. Samuel was raised by his mother until he was about five, six, seven years old. She ingrained in him to seek God early. Then he was given to the temple, given to God for God's service, taught how to respond to biblical authority. And when he is seven years old, while he is sleeping, he hears authority saying, Samuel, Samuel. And at seven years old, he got up and went to find his biblical authority and said, what do you want from me? Can you imagine a seven-year-old in America? getting up willingly because they were, authority called them. What happened? He was taught how to seek wisdom early. And because of that, by the way, wisdom and God are very closely tied together. Wisdom is another name for the Holy Spirit found inside of the New Testament. When you learn how to seek after wisdom, you learn how to respond to God properly. And having young people respond to God early God could do something amazing to them. 
That's why we try to get young people to read their Bible as quickly as they possible. What's the greatest thing that someone can do on a daily basis? To read the Word of God. What's one of the greatest things a young person can do at a daily basis? To read the Word of God. To learn how to seek after wisdom. To be able to look for them. Because guess what? They're not with parents and pastor every day of their life. They got to go to school. Don't students need wisdom to handle stuff at school? Don't they need enough wisdom to be able to learn what they're supposed to learn at school? To develop the habits? Seeking wisdom early has a great benefit. What benefits? Well, the first thing we talked about is the audience of wisdom. The second thing is the rewards of wisdom. The rewards of wisdom. Notice with me in verse 18. Riches, that sounds good. And honor, that sounds good. Riches and honor are with me. Yea, durable riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold. Whose fruit? Wisdom's fruit. Wisdom's fruit is better than gold. Yea, than fine gold. And my revenue than choice silver. Do you understand that if you could have the fruits of wisdom or gold and silver, the fruits of wisdom are a lot better. Having the fruits of wisdom to apply to your life, to know there are certain friends I should not hang out with because they're going to get me in trouble. That is a great price, great reward to not fall into folly and trouble because your friends were getting you in trouble. What great wisdom and the riches of wisdom to be able to have enough wisdom that girls not to hang out with that guy and guy don't go out with that girl because they will get you in trouble and there will be consequences that you're going to have to endure for the rest of your life. To have wisdom applied, those benefits and riches are a lot better. You said, well, I married rich. What good is marrying rich when you have a marriage that's tearing apart at the seams? To be able to have wisdom, to have benefits, to be able to say, listen, I'm going to be able to get a job and work a job and have a job that's going to help me in my career and to have that early will have great benefits later on. To be able to succeed in the things that God's given to you. To be able to invest your life into things for the Lord rather than blow your money and to blow your life on things that don't count for eternity. Do you know that young people can learn how to give? Young people can learn how to serve. Young people can learn how to read the Bible. Young people can learn how to pray. Young people can learn how to seek God's face for themselves. Those that seek me early shall find me. This is a responsibility that we have, especially as parents, to teach our children how to seek after wisdom, how to look for it, how to be able to find God in the times where you're all by yourself and you need to answer now. There are great rewards found with wisdom. Verse 20, I, wisdom, lead the way of righteousness and in the midst of paths of judgment that I, wisdom, may cause those that love me to inherit substance. And I, wisdom, will fill 
their treasures. Do you know that you can get riches away from wisdom, but they won't bring you happiness. But when you have riches that are acquired by wisdom, you get to enjoy those wisdoms without all of the other side effects of it. If somebody works hard without debt, don't you think you'll enjoy your money and the gains of it a lot more than looking at the mortgage and going, okay, how am I going to pay this? And looking at the debt and hearing, avoiding the calls from the debt collectors. Again, us older folks don't raise your hand. How many of you have been through that cycle where the debt collector is calling and you purposely screen the calls? They don't call you. We've been there, done that. Maybe I'm the only sinner in here. But let me tell you, you can avoid that to learn how to seek after wisdom, how to use your money wisely, that you don't have to go buy a new car every year. You don't have to go get an upgraded TV or you don't have to get a brand new phone every time one comes out twice a year. There's practical things of wisdom that you can enjoy and enjoy what you have and be thankful for it and have a better life from it. Which brings me to a third thing, the life and death of wisdom, the life and death of wisdom. Notice with me in verse 32, Proverbs 8, verse 32. Now, therefore, hearken unto me. So because of everything that I told you, pay attention. Listen to me. Hearken to me. Now, therefore, hearken to me, all ye children. For those of you who are wondering if I was really talking about kids as the audience, here we go. That's pretty clear. Now, therefore, hearken unto me. Who's that me? Wisdom. Hearken to me, wisdom. Ye children, listen to me. Wisdom, listen to wisdom. For blessed are they, who's that they? Children, that keep my wisdom's ways. There's a promise there. You are blessed if you learn how to chase after wisdom, seek after wisdom, pursue after wisdom, and you find wisdom, and you get wisdom's benefits they're going to give you life. You're going to be blessed. Verse 33, hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. One of the disheartening things is to watch a child refuse wisdom. Nope, nope, nope. You don't know what you're talking about. Nope, nope, nope. I don't have to do this. Nope, nope, nope. I can have a good life without reading my Bible. Nope, nope, nope. I don't have to go to church. Nope, nope, nope. And they refuse wisdom. And what's happening is that they are headed to destruction. Because they're not heeding after wisdom. Their life can be shaped completely different. If they are wise. And listen to the instructions that wisdom tries to give them. Verse 34. Blessed is the man that heareth me. Who's the me? Wisdom. Watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my door. Now notice this. How is it that we're supposed to wait for wisdom? Now, some people become automatically lazy and say, well, if it lands in my lap, well, then I'll just have to do it. But that's not the idea of waiting for wisdom. That's not the idea of seeking after wisdom. Verse 34 paints a picture. Blessed is the man that heareth me. How does it hear him? Watching daily at my gates, 
waiting at the post of my doors. Here's a picture that is gained here. It's a picture of a household that's expecting the arrival of a master or an important guest. Inside, all has been done to ensure that the master or the guest will be comfortable. The gate has been done to ensure a royal welcome. The gatekeeper is at his post, waiting to open the gates. He's looking. As soon as wisdom comes, he's willing to open the gates. They have the party ready to receive it. Oh, yes, wisdom is here. Come on in. Let's go in. They're ready. They're anticipating. They're looking for it. They're listening for the sound of the carriage. The house has the porter and the footman ready at the moment for the carriage to arrive, to carry in the luggage. This is the idea that their whole job is to look for wisdom and to make wisdom feel welcome, to make wisdom feel like they've arrived at the right place, to make wisdom be feel like they're special. Now, again, I understand most of the teenagers for teenage boys, they go, huh? Okay. There's no seeking. There's no anticipation. If it lands in front of me, then I guess I'll take it. There has to be an anticipation. I want to have wisdom. I want wisdom to be a part of my life. I am looking for wisdom. And the Bible says when you wait for wisdom and look for wisdom like that, that's when you receive the rewards. It's not a passive waiting. It is an anticipation waiting. I am looking for wisdom. I want wisdom to feel like it could be welcome. I'm ready to capture wisdom. Just let it go. It's not. I'm waiting to see if it falls in my lap. And if I stumble over it, well, great. Which again has how young people seem to treat life nowadays. But they need to be taught that wisdom is something worth pursuing. Wisdom is worth something worth having. And having wisdom can change your life. Whoever finds wisdom finds life. Notice again in verse 35. For whosoever findeth me, who's this me? Wisdom, findeth life, notice this, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. Do you know that as a young person, if you seek after wisdom and anticipate it, that not only do you get the rewards, not only do you get the blessings, but you also get life What do we mean by this? You're going to be able to have rewards not only here, but rewards in the millennial kingdom. To start getting the rewards now instead of waiting at the end of life. Getting rewards now, but not only that, to have the favor of the Lord. As you look at Joseph's life, Joseph who was sold into slavery by his brothers. Joseph who was lied against by an by an employer's wife and thrown into jail for something he didn't do. But every time you read the story of Joseph, you'll see that he had favor. He had favor in Potiphar's house. He had favor in the jail. He had favor before Pharaoh. God's favor went a long way, no matter where he went. What a wonderful testimony for a young person to be going around and someone says they got the favor of the Lord upon them. Where do you get that? By seeking after wisdom. Sir James Simpson 
was a very important medical scientist. He was a Christian, and his big claim to fame, in fact, if you go to the Chicago Natural History, if you go to the medical wing, there is a giant, bigger, larger-than-life picture of Sir James Simpson. Sir James Simpson, because of his study of Genesis, had saw that before God took out the rib of Adam, God put Adam to sleep. Now, at this time, when someone had surgery, they were awake for surgery. How would you like to have surgery back in those days? You don't need this appendix. We'll just bite this bullet and we'll just get things. I mean, it wasn't a fun experience to have surgery. It was Sir James Simpson who, because of his study of Genesis, looking for wisdom, found it, and he discovered something called chloroform. Chloroform was a chemical that they put together that was allowed a patient to be put to sleep so they would not be awake during surgery. It revolutionized the entire medical field. It changed everything. Why? He sought after wisdom. Later on, as he's more famous now, and he was famous for other medical discoveries, just a good scientist, a newspaper reporter came to him to go and speak with him. And they wanted to do an article about him in the paper. And so they said, uh, <clears throat> Sir James, what was your greatest discovery? I mean, that sounds like a good question to ask a scientist. What was your greatest discovery? He said, the day that I discovered that I was a sinner before God's eyes. Well, the newspaper reporter said, well, I can't put that on the front page, so how about this? What is your second greatest discovery? He said, my second greatest discovery was that Jesus Christ came to die for a sinner like me. I was a sinner who needed a Savior. You know, there was some wisdom in that. It was someone who learned that the greatest thing was that he needed Christ. How many young people think that's the greatest thing they needed? No, no, no. I need a better bike. No, no, no. I need better teachers. No, no, no. I need better parents. No, no, no. I need a better house. No, no, no. What a great discovery it'd be to say the greatest thing I could do is realize that I'm a nobody that needs somebody to save them. And I need to learn how to follow after that great somebody because he knows better than me. How many young people can have their whole life changed when they learn how to seek after wisdom? Well, we spent a lot of time talking about the life of wisdom. There's one more verse and it speaks about the death of wisdom. Notice with me in verse 36. But, but he that sinneth against me. Who's that me there? Wisdom. He that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. A child, a young person, or an old person who sins against wisdom is doing it to their own hurt. They're hurting themselves. As we now open it up, if the greatest thing you could do on a daily basis is to read God's word for yourself, what is the worst thing you could ever do on a daily basis? 
not to read God's word. Why? You are hurting your own soul. You are wronging your own soul. You are not chasing after wisdom. You are chasing after folly. And even as an adult, for not seeking after wisdom, you are hurting your own soul. You are wronging your own soul. And you are headed to more of a disaster. As if the mistakes in our life were not enough. We have to go make some more. Seeking after wisdom. Notice the rest of the verse. But he that sinneth against me, wisdom, wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me, hate wisdom, Notice this, love, death. Is it any wonder why our culture has turned to a culture of death? Whether it's something like the full death culture of turning to gothic. Or whether it's the culture of rock and roll music. Or maybe it's the culture of watching all the death on TV and enjoying it. You understand? All those that hate wisdom and thus hate God love death. You love watching that death TV, all the death scenes on TV, then reading your Bible. There's something wrong. Your love is wrong. And with that, you're going to carry the consequences of lady folly wherever you go. I understand we live in a culture where people hate wisdom, they hate God, and they love death. Now, remember that idea of death carries out in many different ways. But they love death. Because they start loving what they've been seeking after. Seeking after folly always brings to destruction, always brings to death. Seeking after wisdom brings life. Seeking after wisdom early brings treasures and rewards. You understand once again, I know that this is a message for young people, but maybe you consider yourself young in heart. But you could start from where you are. It doesn't matter how many mistakes you made in the past. Start from where you are and seek after wisdom. Start from where you are and make whatever changes you need to move forward. Seek after wisdom. Where do we get wisdom, by the way? God's word. The greatest thing you could do on a daily basis, young person, is to read God's word for yourself. And the worst thing that you could do young or old person, is not to read the Bible daily. You see what's implied here is a choice. You don't follow wisdom by accident. You don't just wait for wisdom to fall in your lap. You chase after it. How do I chase after it? You start by your Bible reading. Preacher, how much Bible should I read? Until you get wisdom for that day. Until you've got one thought that you could take and make yours. What is one thing I can make a part of my life because of my Bible reading? What's one thing I can apply? Hey, if that's all the Bible reading you got was to get to one thought, you're doing pretty good. 
What is that one thing? Now, how do I get there? You start off by reading your Bible. Are you even God's word? You said, but I'm too young to read. The wonderful thing about the Bible is it's written at an eighth grade reading level. Well, I'm not eighth grade. Well, that's fine. The book of John is written in fourth grade reading level. One or two syllable words except for names in the gospel record of John. Are you big enough to read one or two syllable words? You can. Do you know that in the early parts of our colonial days, by the time a child was five, count it, one, two, three, four, five, five, they could read their Bible from cover to cover. A child could read their Bible if they wanted to. You have to make that choice. You say, but I'm an adult. I know, that's fine. You could read your Bible if you wanted to. I had someone the other day. I have such a hard time with the Bibles with the these and these. Have you tried? If you wanted to, you could. I can't understand it. All right, look up John 3, 16. Read that for me. Did you understand that? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but ever everlasting. Do you have trouble understanding that? No. You could read it if you wanted to. If you wanted to, you could. You said, but I can't read it all. The wonderful thing about the Bible is that it's a spiritual book. I have an account, it's in my library, of a young lady, older lady, back in the 1800s. She didn't know how to read. But one thing is that she wanted to read the Bible so bad that she would say, Lord, help me to be able to read the Bible. And because it's a spiritual book, God could cause it so when she would read the Bible, she could understand it. She couldn't read anything else. But she could read the Bible. One guy, one time a guy said, well, you know, you seem to read your Bible well, but you can't read anything else. How about this? Read this. And it happened to have in there the word Lord. She goes, you know, I recognize the word Lord, but when I read this Lord, it doesn't have the same effect as when I read this Lord. You understand that if you wanted to read the Bible, you could. If you want wisdom, you will be in your Bible. And the earlier we can get someone in their Bible, the better off they'll be. You said, but I'm old. I don't care. Start from where you are and move forward. If you want your life different, I'm giving you a solution. Well, I'm tired of the consequences that I have in my life. Start from where you are and move forward. But my life is so boohoo. Nobody likes me. Start from where you are and read your Bible. It can change. Start from where you're at. The idea tonight is are you on purpose going to seek after wisdom? Or are you going to say, well, if it falls by my lap, I'm just not going to look for it. The idea tonight is quite simple. Will you on purpose look and chase after wisdom? Will you look for it? How do I find it? It starts from God's word. Let's go to the Lord together. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you again for you being a wonderful God. And as we come up to you, Lord, we're just begging that people would get in their Bibles, that they would learn how to seek for you early and to watch you work. Lord, you're a God who loves us so very much. And I'm thankful that you made the Christian life to be easy. 
I'm asking that you would help some people to make some real decisions. Lord, I know that tonight we're especially working for the young people, that we have some preteens in here. We have some teenagers in here. We've got some young adults in here. That's the main audience. Are they going to seek after wisdom? Are they on purpose going to look for you? And they've been told that they could have great rewards and blessing and life if they seek after you. I'm asking that you would help them to have the courage and bravery to say, I'm going to do it. I may not be good at reading. I may not be in the habit of reading, but I'm going to make a decision that I'm going to try. Lord, help them to make that step. Maybe these young people are already reading their Bible, but how effective in the Bible? Are they looking for wisdom? Are they looking for one thing that they could put in their life? Then what about you older person? You've seen what a life of chasing after folly has got you. You could see the consequences and the failures. Are you willing to seek after God from where you're at right now? To make a decision that I'm going to look after wisdom. And when I find wisdom, I want the benefits of it. It is not too late to turn things around. This is the first step. Is to seek after God. Seek after wisdom. And we do it through his word. Thank you for listening to this audio message. This is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and I encourage you to take this information that you just received and make a specific decision to follow after the Lord. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, let me beg you to take the time to receive Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. If you are saved, I encourage you to make a decision in your life to help you get closer with the Lord. If there's anything specific we can do to be a blessing or to pray for you, we encourage you. Look us up on the internet at riverviewbc.com. Once again, that's riverviewbc.com. Or if you would prefer to call us, you can give us a call at area code 920 530-6308. Once again, that number is 920-530-6308. If there's anything we can do to be a blessing or an encouragement to you, please let us know. We would love to make ourselves available. Thank you.